the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. So today I'm praying today that you and I will climb our Mount Pisgah that we will look ahead into the Word of God and we will see the promises of God, the things that the Lord has spoken to us concerning. And we will say, that promise is for me, and by faith I reach out and claim that promise. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Seeing the promise. The sermon title comes from the message of Moses climbing Mount Pisgah all the way up to Mount Nebo. Uh, Mount Pisgah and Mount Nebo were in the same mountain range. Moses was not allowed to go over into the promised land, but he was allowed to look into the promised land. And he there saw the promise of God to Abraham and Abraham's descendants, the promised land that he had led the people of Israel to occupy. He had led them for 40 years. Wasn't allowed to go over, but he was allowed to see it. And today I'm praying that you and I will see the word of God, that we will focus upon it, that it will focus upon us, that it will not only allow us to possess it, but that the word of God will possess us and that we will experience God's blessing and God's promise. Now Moses was, was one of the great, if not the greatest, maybe only second to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. His spiritual insights were more profound and his knowledge of God greater than any that came after him. The scripture says in Deuteronomy 34, 10, and there arose not a prophet in sense in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Moses, not Abraham, not Jacob, but Moses, almost single-handedly brought together the people of Israel and made them into a nation. Now here was a people that were disjointed, stiff-necked, rebellious, and he had a very difficult time. But Moses... Look to God. God looked to Moses. God put his spirit in Moses. And Moses made that those people grumbling and complaining and disjointed and separated, uh, rebelling against God. He made them into the nation of Israel. What a man. The Lord knew him, the scripture says, face to face. But the scripture also says the wages of sin is death. Moses was not perfect. He made a terrible mistake along the way. He paid dearly for it. The price he had to pay was he only saw the promise. He was never able to experience the promise. So today I'm praying today that you and I 
will climb our Mount Pisgah, that we will look ahead into the Word of God and we will see the promises of God, the things that the Lord has spoken to us concerning. And we will say, that promise is for me and by faith I reach out and claim that promise. In my imagination, in your imagination, in our thoughts, let's remember that Jesus promised us a new life, a new beginning. That's a promise. Some of us have experienced the reality of that promise, a new life and a new beginning. But friend, there's, there's no other book, there's no other religion on the face of this earth that promises people new life and a new beginning. That is an awesome promise. And so many of us are, I mean, it's been so long ago and we've been Christians all our life and we were baptized as children and it, it's sort of commonplace. It's, it's almost old hat, God forbid. But that's a promise, new life and a new beginning. And that can happen today to anybody who will believe. And it will happen to a lot of people who are already believers who have made some terrible mistakes along the way. And today you're experiencing shame because you claim to be a Christian and you made a mistake. Well, Moses made a mistake. He was not able to go into the promised land. God held him to his mistake. But the Lord restored him. And that's the hope that God gives to every believer in Christ. Regardless of who you are, what mistake you've made, how far you've gone astray, how bad you have become in your behavior, there is restoration in God. God heals broken hearts, broken lives, and gives new beginning and a new hope. Friend, this is your God. This is your heritage. Reach out by faith and lay hold of it and claim it. Now, not only did he promise us a new beginning, but he also promised that he would be with us. With us. There's no other religion. There's no other founder of religion. You take it, Buddhism, Shintoism, Zen, um, Muslims. There's no other religious founder that claims, I'll be with you always, all your life long. Those founders are dead and their bodies have decayed long time ago. But Jesus came out of the grave to be with you, to bless you, to help you, to be your God and help you to overcome and be victorious in him. Friend, don't take that as old hat stuff. That's real. That's the blessing of God to all God's people. Then he says, not only will I be with you, I'll hear you when you pray. I'll answer your prayers. Listen, when you talk to God, you're not talking into the wind. You're not talking against the ceiling. You're talking to a person, a one who has an ear to hear, an eye to see, a heart to feel. Hear your prayers. See your need. Feel your uh, anguish. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he's with you to bless you. I want you to think about it today. And then he says, I'll help you all your life long. And then when your life is over, I'll be right there to embrace you, to, to kiss you right into heaven, into the presence of God. Friend, great and mighty promises. Don't just look at them. Don't just read about them. Don't hear a preacher just talk about them. It's yours to experience in the Lord. What do you need today? Jesus has the answer for all our needs and all our blessings. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about Moses and, and his slip-up and then how God restored him. We're going to complete today with Moses. 
<clears throat> and uh, next week, Lord willing, I'm going to be talking about Joshua and how Joshua was the one that led them across the Jordan, how the Jordan opened up just like the Red Sea for Moses, and they went across and possessed the land. Friend, there's a land to possess, and here it is. Go for it. It's God's blessing for you and to you. The scripture says there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. Now we know we're here. We've been born, haven't we? We didn't have anything to say about that. Sometimes you wish I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> and we're not going to have anything to say about the time we die either. The scripture says that Moses died according to the command of God. According to the command of the Lord, Moses died. And friend, listen to me. There's a command for each of us also from God. And we're going to hear that command. Now all the, 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 uh, the dread of death and all of the praying that it won't happen will not dissuade God. We are going to leave this world. And there's only one way to get out of it, and that's to die. Moses died. Man, perhaps second only to the Lord Jesus Christ. Regardless of how spiritual we are, we can pray, God, by your stripes I'm healed. Heal me, heal me. But you're going to die. You may get healed sometimes, but there is going to come a time he will not heal you because it's his time, his appointed time. Moses knew his time. Moses was ready. He climbed Mount Pisgah. Every one of us here, we've got an appointment on Mount Pisgah. We're going there. You ready to go there? If the Lord calls, he will. One man said, if I knew where I was going to die, I'd never go to that place. (laughs) I'd stay away from there. Well, you don't know, do you? Only Moses knew. Now, Moses fulfilled his life's purpose. That was one of the blessed things about this man. He fulfilled his life's purpose. He led the people of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and he led them to the promised land. That was God's purpose for this man. Now, he, had, he could have chosen another purpose. Here's where your ability to choose comes in. You can't choose when you're born. You cannot choose when you die. But you can choose how you're going to live this life and whom you're going to serve in this life. That's where your choice comes in. You have the power of choice. Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now notice, sin, life, is only for a season, only for a short period of time. But Jesus is for eternity. And those who follow the Lord have that same eternal blessing that Jesus has. He imparts that. He puts eternity in the heart. But here was Moses. He was the adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was the heir apparent to the throne of Egypt, the greatest civilization on earth at that time in the ancient world. He was heir apparent, but he chose to be a a wonder, a vagabond, an alien. The scripture says somehow, and I don't know how he did it, and only the Holy Spirit did it, but somehow he looked upon him who is invisible. He never saw Jesus, the name Jesus Christ was not mentioned at that time. Uh, It wasn't mentioned, the name Jesus, until it was given to Mary and Joseph to give to Jesus. But somehow in his heart, he knew that a Savior was coming. 
And he said, this is better than all the treasures of the world. Let me read it to you. Hebrews 11, 25 and 26. Moses chose. It was a choice. He made a choice. Friend, you have a choice today. You can serve God or you can ignore God. But I'll tell you, if you serve him and give your heart to him, you're in for a great blessing. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. But Moses chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as the greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Friend, oh, there it is on the screen. Don't live for just today. Don't live for just now. Live for Jesus. Look beyond the present. What is success? Whatever it is, whatever you achieve, however high you go, however much you accumulate, you're going to leave it all. You came in naked, you're going out naked. But believe me, you are and I are going out. This is the command of God. Moses went out, but he went out into the arms of the Lord because he knew God. He lived for God. He turned his heart toward God. Now, this is the blessing the Lord has for us. Now, this is what Moses did when he knew that his time was up. It would be nice if we knew when the time was going to come. One person I heard say years ago, you know, right before I die on my deathbed, I'm going to repent. You didn't want him in this life. Why on earth do you want him in the life to come? (laughs) I'm going to repent on my deathbed. How do you know you're going to have a deathbed? How do you know? Friend, you're not omniscient. You, You don't have that kind of wisdom, that kind of knowledge. Why was it now that God didn't allow him to go into the promised land? Why did God... Just take him to Mount Pisgah and say, you can look at it, but you can't go over there. Why? Well, the scripture says that Moses Moses dishonored God before the people on at least one occasion. One occasion he did this. He was their leader, but he did something that caused the people not to reverence God. Now, for years, think about it, for years... Those people complained, grumbled, accused Moses. I mean, here is the meekest man on earth, but he's only human. (laughs) You You can only take so much. He got to the place where Moses said, listen, I've had it with you. (laughs) That's about what happened. One time God told him to take the rod and smite the, the rock, but this time God says, you take the rod, but you speak to the rock this time. And Moses got to the rock. The people were complaining and they were grumbling and no water. They're thirsty again. You know, Moses, as I said, the meekest man on earth, but everybody has their limits. And this time he slipped. He didn't look to the Lord for strength. It takes sometimes supernatural strength to work where you work, (laughs) to live in the home you live in, (laughs) to do business with the people you do business with. Moses got to that rock and he said, you bunch of rebels. God said, oh my Lord, you're the spiritual leader and you're using that kind of language. These are my people. And 
Moses took that rod and he hit that rock two times. Now that rock was a symbol of Jesus Christ. Jesus was smitten one time, not two times. That rock looked ahead. This was sacred. This was holy. Friends, be careful what you do with what God gives you because everything God gives you is holy and sacred. Don't squander it on yourself. And he hit that rock. Now, Jesus wasn't smitten two times. He only died once and he only resurrected once. That rock spoke of Christ. This was sacred and this was holy. And this was a misbehavior uh, and his demeanor caused the people of God to lose faith. All of those people. He smit the rock. God said, okay, because you didn't rely on me, because of this, you don't go into the promised land. Now, listen to me. I have a question to ask you. Are you listening? Was God too harsh? Was God too harsh with, with, with Moses at that time? Decades of frustration. Friend, let me ask you a question, another question. How much sin is too much sin? Someone said, oh, I only sinned once. <laughs> I only did that one time. Is, uh, is there a, a sliding scale of sinfulness? Some people said, well, I'm not as bad as some people <laughs> that go to that church. I'm talking about another church, not, not, not this one. <laughs> My sin isn't as bad as, as their sin. My sins deserve punishment. Yeah, I agree. But not harsh punishment. I'll tell you, we really do like ourselves, don't we? And we know how to excuse ourselves. But God is no respecter of persons. He loves everybody the same, equally. And he wouldn't allow Moses to go into the promised land. But Moses calls the people to God together. He knows now that he's not going to go in. And he talks to them out of his heart. And this is what he says to them. Would you put on the screen Isaiah, I mean Deuteronomy 30 verses 2 and 3. Do we have that? Okay. Now, now read it in unison. This is what, what Moses uh, says to his people. The last words, the final instructions He's now going to turn the keys over to Joshua. His, life, his ministry is finished. He has fulfilled his purpose. This is what he says to the people that he loved so much. He says, together, and when you and your children return to the Lord, your God, and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I commanded you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where you... Now, look what he says. And when you and your children... Friend, we need to talk to our kids about church, the house of God, serving the Lord, being obedient to Him. Not only talk to them, but dad, mom, you live the life and show them. Someone says, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. Mother, dad, be a sermon in your house. Now notice he says, when you and your children return, he knew human nature, Moses did. He knew how, how inconsistent we are. He, he knew it. He knew how inconsistent he was. He said, but when you do, he said, I know you're, some of you are going to backslide. I know you're going to do some things that you're going to be sorry for. But when you return, you can return. Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. 
That's what Moses is saying. When you return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart, not just a, an outward showy type of Christianity a religion, but with all your heart and with all your soul, according to everything I have commanded you, then the Lord will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again. Now notice how it goes. First, return and obey. Say that, return and obey. Return and obey. Notice, then. It's not going to happen. Your blessings, your fortune, God's goodness to you until you return to the Lord. Then the Lord, your God, will what? Restore. Restore. Now, friends, whatever it is that you've done, whatever behavior, whatever it is, return to the Lord. Talk to God about it. Confess it to him. Acknowledge it to him. When you do, then the Lord will restore you, bless you, restore your fortunes. He'll have compassion on you. He'll do great and mighty things. Restoration. There are those that have lost their sense of God in their lives because of the lives that they have been living. They haven't been living right, doing right. And, they, and th th those people know, they know it right now that they haven't been doing right and been living right, behaving right. But if your behavior has, has been unchristlike, return to the Lord. I mean, today, right now, before I pronounce the benediction and the blessing of God will come upon you. Return. There are those Christians who've lost their joy. They used to have so much joy. I mean, they used to come to church on tiptoe. They couldn't hardly get on the parking lot. I mean, this was the house of God. But I mean, they can miss church without conviction today. They can let something else come in and crowd out the Sabbath and not feel a thing. But now you're remembering, you're feeling. How about the Christians who've lost their peace? Oh, there's been a wonderful sense of peace. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. But it's not there now. The heart is troubled. You do, in your heart, you would not want to die today and face God. You say, maybe next week after I get right with the Lord. But return to the Lord and the Lord will restore. Now, this was, you say, Pastor, you're, you're preaching to the choir, and I am. <laughs> but we all, we're the church. But I, I, here was Moses perhaps second only to Christ himself. But I wanted to tell you about the apostle Peter. He walked with God, saw all the miracles of the Lord, but denied the Lord three times. Now, you may not have come out and denied him with your voice, with your, your lips, but with your life. You denied to somebody in the presence of your family, your children, where you work. Your behavior has denied your testimony. But you know what happened when Jesus rose from the dead? He said to Mary Magdalene, he said, go tell my disciples and Peter that I go before you to Galilee. He restored him. He restored him. Friend, let me tell you something. I have this message today because I know there are people here who need restoring. 
That's why God gave it to me. That's why God gave it to me. You're here because you love God. I know you do. But the joy isn't there like it once was. The peace isn't there like it once was. You've done some things that you know you shouldn't have done. You need to come back to God today. Today is the day of salvation. Someone said, oh, the people of that church think I'm a saint. (laughs) It's not what the people of the church or the pastor thinks. It's what God thinks and what God already knows. But it can be yours. It's not the church that's suffering today with this guilt feeling and this feeling of shame. And because you don't want to expose yourself, you will leave continuing to suffer shame and guilt. But you've covered it up to the church. But the shame and guilt is there and you go out suffering. Friend, don't suffer anymore. Don't do that anymore. Come to the Lord today. Give your heart to Jesus Christ. Come back and be restored. God will restore your fortunes, meaning that blessed holiness, that blessed joy, that blessed peace, that blessed comfort, the the, the blessed presence of the Lord. Those are greater fortunes that money can't buy. That's what the Lord will restore. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. Join us in worship this Sunday via live streaming. Go to LargoCC.org at 9 or 11 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.